It's time to watch The Muppets with special guest Mac Davis. Okay. Oh my God. Um, unfortunately, um, your wife's grandmother passed away. Yes. Which was horrible. The matriarch of the family. I yeah. don't mean to start in this like morbid way. Everybody loves Nana. Everybody loved Nana. R.I.P. Like seriously, what an amazing woman. Absolutely. Um, but what I'm bringing this up for is because, of course, <laughs> when we were there, we're hanging out, you know, in the lobby or whatever, and uh, we're like next to your mom, and I was teasing you uh, about your tie, and your mom was like, because because you were like, oh, I tied it myself, and I was like, oh well, yeah, it yeah. could, I was like, it could have been better, <laughs> and your mom was like, oh. Don't say that. <laughs> and I just want to apologize to Maureen oh because I don't want you to think that I harass your son, but we are shitheads to each other yes. sometimes. The first of Megan, I put that tie on myself and I was like, I wish someone was here who could help me tie this better. Like, no, it was fine. You did like, a good job. Thank you. <laughs> but, thank um, you so much. Yeah. I just thought that was so funny. Oh and I, Because I wasn't even thinking. I'm just like with you and uh-huh. I'm like no, I teasing know. you. And then yeah, your it, mom is like, hey. And I'm like... Oh, and Megan, Doug's mom is he yelling let me at me? Be super sincere <laughs> and not like look at you for this either, okay. and just tell you that like it meant the world that you were there. Thank Aww, you, of course. Like, and that ribbing helps. Yeah, and all of that. It's so important. Don't I me, know especially. it? Especially, you know, like yeah, that meant the world. Don't I know it? Thanks for starting us off. <laughs> We'd be such... able to see those like weird horses that invisible horses in Harry Potter that only Luna Lovegood and Harry could see. We'd be able to see those, Doug. We would. And Liz, too. We certainly would. Yeah. Oh, Actually, Christ. yeah. Our core right our now. core group of friends, yeah, all of us. we got it. We got it. Oh, Megan, it's time. <laughs> Let's watch the Muppets. It's Let's just get it over Muppets. with. And I just have to say, yeah. perms are in yes, now. Yes, certainly are. We are, are. in 1980. And perms are in. We watched... I know that smell very well. Oh, God. You know what? Kind of like that smell. It reminds me of your mom's salon. Well, yeah. That you know, because like, my mom's a beautician, not a magician. She's not a magician. But perms, girl, did I grow up smelling perms? Mm-hmm. Permanent. Just wafting up Sometimes the I would wake up uh-huh. before she had a salon, like got a proper salon. Uh-huh. She used to do them in the kitchen. Yes. So I would wake up to the smell of perm. Yeah. Some people get muffins. Some people get pancakes. Megan wakes up. To I a perm. do have to say though, like the smell <laughs> of hairspray, hair chemicals, like permanent. Yeah. It's very comforting that, to like, me. That specific hair bleach. Yeah, it's you know, so comforting. That, like it's like almost like a um, I don't know. It's like a burny like mm-hmm. the smell of acrylic nails. Of. It's just it's yeah. like all of it. It's home. It's home. <laughs> we watched episode five fourteen. Mac Davis. The Mac Davis aired in the UK on March 8th, 1981, and in the US on November 22nd, 1980. There's another weird split for you, right? Wait, can you say that again? Can I say what again? What the, what the, the months? Uh, March 8th, 1981 in the UK, and November 22nd, 1980 in the US. That's a weird, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Super strange. Oh, wait. What? No, that's something else I watched. Okay. I was like, is it because they had like a Christmas reference, but they didn't have a Christmas reference? 
It's just Christmas time now still. It's Christmas time now still. Okay. It's actually New Year's time. It's New Megan. Year's time. Last week was Christmas time. I'm excited for New Year's time. I am excited for New Year's time too. Cold open. Pops is at his desk stomping cockroaches when guest star Mac Davis arrives. Mac Davis! That's right! You're the famous singer, songwriter, actor, country western star! (laughs) (laughs) And tap dancer! That's great! Well, it ain't great, but it sure keeps the cockroaches away. Okay, they saved this because when I first saw this, I was like, wait, is he actually a tap dancer? Because remember how they, like, think that they're other people? Uh Uh-huh. And then I was like, okay, well, at least it's because of the cockroaches. I was kind of glad that this is the way it started because I feel like I am absolutely tired of the guest entering and going to Pops. My agent booked me on some Muppet. Like, it's that's a tired bit. I don't. I'm supposed to be on the Muffin Show. Yeah, like I'm sorry, like, that's I'm Gilda. Good on this whole thing doesn't well, Gilda say that? I thought Brooke Shields. No, said Brooke it Shields said it most that. recently. But yeah. I think I think Gilda did have a weird something though. Why I love Gilda. It? She remember she, how good she was at like acting like she just glue. Do the Gilda episode. Next was week. she was stuck with the glue? Oh my god! So Mac Davis. Ooh, Mac Davis passed in 2020. Mac Davis was a singer who guest starred in episode five. Four, okay. He sang several of his own hits in the episode, including Baby Don't Get Hooked on Me, Poor Boy Boogie, It's Hard to Be Humble, and Believe in Magic. Why can't I find out what his I deal have lots is? of comments about this. Well, he is a writer. He's a songwriter. Okay. And he was hired by somebody I do like who now I'm like, oh, Nancy Sinatra. Oh, really? Yeah. And he wrote for her and her team, and then I guess he, like, broke out. That's cool. Yeah. I There was something about him that I didn't like, and maybe it was because he was singing about being so attractive, and I was like, I don't think you are attractive. No, you're not into it? I'm not into him. He's not doing it. He, his voice wasn't sexy to me. His I'm face sorry. wasn't sexy to me. I'm scouring his, his Wikipedia oh, go page for now it. to find out how he died, because he died in 2020, and I'm like, hmm. There's only one way to die in 2020. I'm sorry. I know. I know that's close to heart for you, but <laughs> well, I, yeah. I can I I am sorry. I, it's true though. Uh, he died of oh he had complications due to heart surgery. Okay, that's a twist. They just didn't want to put that in the they numbers. I'm awful. I'm an awful human being. You are. Today, I messaged Doug that a a McDonald's in Ohio had to close down because they found a crack pipe or whatever in the Happy Meal. I was like, oh, I guess Hunter Biden was working there. (laughs) Like, I just can't help myself. Oh, my God. Oh, this is, you know, you got to let it all out. I'm not. You're going to start the new year with a better with a better demeanor and everything. Oh, yeah. Fozzie Bear, Link Hogs, Rob Scooter, Lou Zealand, Gonzo, and Rizzo the Rat sing another opening, another show, as stagehands Beauregard and Beaker get tangled in the ropes offstage and drop curtains and backdrops in front of them. Wait, hold on, back up, rewind, I'm sorry, to the fact that Gonzo gets replaced by a turkey. Who has no feathers on it. During the Muppet Show theme, you're right. And this is probably why they put it in November. Oh, that, you know what? Because of the opening. November 22nd, that probably is like the Thanksgiving episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a turkey pops up and scares Gonzo off, keeping him from playing the trumpet. I didn't even think of that. You're absolutely right. They don't have Thanksgiving in England. No, that's when they aired the episode in March. 
you know what happened you know those brits they came to america yeah and they had thanksgiving broke bread they broke cornucopia cornucopia Mm -hmm. and corn canadian thanksgiving we know is in october october right before halloween it gets cold in canada more quickly (laughs) the (laughs) harvest is different there the harvest is different Okay, so that's all I wanted to say. But we can go back to this Fozzie Bear, Link, Hogthrob, Scooter, New Zealand, Gonzo, and Rizzo the Rat sing another opening, another show, like you just said. As stagehand Beauregard and Beaker get tangled in the ropes off stage and drop curtains and backdrops in front of them. You know what? When I was reading it, I thought that it sounded weird. But when you read it, it sounded weird also. It's not just Backdrops me. in front of them. <laughs> Sometimes... This Wikipedia reads Oh, really the weird. backdrops are in front of them. Yeah. I think they could have rewritten this. And we need ChatGPT to go through and just streamline a lot of this stuff, Dude, Meg. that Tom Riddle's diary meme. <laughs> I saw a meme today that, that said, like, it was Terry writing in the Tom Riddle's diary. It said, hello, my name is, you know, Harry Potter. And then he goes, the, the diary goes, hello, Harry Potter. My name is ChatGPT. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was good. Also still obsessed with Harry Potter. I can't help myself. You really can't. And since this is the New Year's episode, I got my Hogwarts Legacy game for Christmas. Oh, you did? You got... Wow, you got Hogwarts Legacy game for Christmas? Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to stop playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey because I'm like pretty Man. much obsessed with that game. You Assassin's are... Creed Odyssey is so good. You are the person it's that so plays good. those Assassin's Creed games. Like... I don't even know that they still make them. They just make them for you. It's like addicting you. to press the same buttons over and over. It's a very cheesy sort of like, it's uh, like, fight this, do this. They're super repetitive. Sail. It's, it's just as bad as a sports game, really, that you just like, you know, it's yeah. the new one in line. Like, But the thing that I love about Assassin's Creed is that there's like little things like you upgrade your ship with the money that you loot. Mm-hmm. And you upgrade your weapons, and then you get, like, more powerful. And mm-hmm. I love how, like, cool it gets. Yeah. You can, like, slow down your arrows, and, like, oh, you, you get, like, really strong. Time? Oh, yeah, you do That's archery. Cool. And then you have your, like, little bird that flies up and, like, picks out and, like, shows you what's up. And you loot the treasures. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm in ancient Greece right now. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's you like look outside and it's dark and cold and and I no you're just going to ancient exactly. Greece exactly the water is gorgeous just turn around yeah I finished Assassin's Creed Origins and I was like I think I beat the game mm-hmm. but because there was nothing there was no other quests left there was nothing else oh to it was loot. just like it, it was, ran out it ran out it and I was out. like yeah, oh the new one. I'm funny. the new one <laughs> I think the new like it's so far ahead so I ended up buying Assassin's Creed Odyssey and mm-hmm. then I also bought. One that is about British shit. I forget what it's called, but it's about like the Industrial Revolution in England. I didn't know they kept. And I think like, it's a changing, it's like a changing, spinoff changing. game. It's not like the full game. They have uh-huh. these games that are like you like run a gang essentially, and you still climb up the buildings and everything. Yeah, I yeah. love it. But in this one, you have a ship, and uh-huh. you have to like recruit people to be on your ship. Like, so the way that you recruit people is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You can recruit any soldier, and you basically put your weapons away, and you knock them out. Yeah. And then you wake them up after you knock them out, uh-huh. and you're like, oh, I'll pay you if you join my side. And they're like, sure. That's so funny. It's weird. Funny. What a weird I know. Thing. Anyway, enough about Assassin's Creed. Backstage, Bunsen Honeydew presents Muppet Lab's snazzy new copying machine. Of course, Beaker <laughs> is there to test it. Bunsen claims it's harmless, but upon scanning Beauregard's face, he blacks out. 
I'm Googling when was copy machine invented because. Oh. When was copy machine invented? F- okay, when I Googled when was copy machine invented, <laughs> it Google changed it to, to copyright and it was 1790 and I was like, that can't be right. That can't be right. Like to make a Xerox. I should While you say. look that up, I'm going to just mention that in the next segment, Mac Davis under... Big Mac Davis. Does anybody ever call him that? Oh, they have to, right? Oh, they call him that in this episode, I think. Do they? I think they do, actually. In the next bit, Mac Davis underwater and sitting on a hook sings Baby Don't Get Hooked on Me with a mermaid Miss Piggy and a school of fish. I really like this underwater scene when they did it a couple of episodes ago. I don't remember when. They did this episodes ago. This like kind of underwater scene. I feel like they've used the same set for this. Yeah, well, it's. I mean, it's probably hard to do. It's really cool looking. Oh, though. underwater. Yeah, that's when he's in the hook. And I really wait, like wait, wait. this Miss Piggy as a mermaid. <sighs> they don't have a zoomed out? in picture. Yeah, 1938. 1938? Wait, did they mean like a Xerox machine? Like no. we know, you know? No, no. When was. I'm going to say Xerox invented. Because remember, like, people used to say make a, make a Xerox. Make a Xerox. Make a Xerox. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you get a Kleenex. What? 1958. Fuck off. I know. Fuck off. I know. With like 59. 59, yeah. Really? I don't know. I don't know about that, Megan. Anywho. But this number was really cool. I really liked the um, Miss Piggy as a mermaid. I liked Miss Piggy as a mermaid a lot. And I like. And I think this is where she sings. She sings in this, and it's nice. Okay, good, good, good. Here's the picture of him. He has very short shorts on. This is the era of very, very short shorts. This is very 80s. It's like so both funny. Both of the Dukes of Hazard put together. He's like Bo, Bo and Luke. Do he looks like he's time. like gay baiting. <laughs> <laughs> to me, he does. He looks like he's gay baiting. But this was the style in the 1980s. Oh my god. Well, yeah, those like short shorts and were the like crop basketball tops. players wore shorter shorts back then. I wish then. guys would go back to it. To be honest with yeah. you, guys have nice muscular legs. Show uh-huh. show off your legs, man. We want to see them. We want to see them. Show off your assets if you got it. Show them off instead of wearing sloppy fucking gray sweatpants mm-hmm. with no underwear so I can see your peach lump. I'd rather see it in shorty short jeans or like something like... You want like denim shorts with the pockets hanging out? Yeah, around. and then I can see the whole outline to the left or the right, whichever you prefer. Jesus Christ. I know, I'm disgusting. <laughs> this is a real episode, Meg. Damn. I know, I know. But he looks like... I don't know. Anyway. It, this the, the, the fashion is so different. In today's world. Yeah. And men aren't getting perms. You know, can you can, imagine if men started getting perms that again? That would be absolutely insane. <laughs> absolutely insane. <laughs> but speaking of fashion, <laughs> may, you know, not being the same today, I want to let you know, last Friday, I went to a concert with my brothers. We went to the Bowery Ballroom and saw the band We Are Scientists. And I do not know what's going on, but that early aughts, like, alternative crust New York whatever you want to call it, is back. I saw no less than, like, eight guys dressed like they were in the Strokes at this concert. You're meeting. kidding me. I'm not kidding. In, like, a button-up shirt with the, that's, like, a little bit too tight with that crazy hair, and, like, they look like they just smoked, like, 18 cigarettes. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? 
So then it, it caused me to watch um, the documentary Meet Me in the Bathroom. What's that? Meet Me in the Bathroom. It's on Paramount Plus right now. Oh, I have that. Um, it's about the rise of that scene with like the yeah, yeah, yes, the strokes, um, the moldy peaches, Interpol, all of these bands. It's wow. about like, the creation of that like, you know, indie, alternative, whatever you want to call it, scene from New York. LCD Sound System, all those bands. But it's so weird to see, like, the way all of those folks were dressing coming back into style slowly but surely in familiar places where that scene, like, took hold. Well, yeah, especially because it was, like, 20 years ago. Yeah. And, like, the fashion cycles speed up so much nowadays, too. It's so weird. And to think, like, that early aughts was 20 years ago, I I still, I can't bring myself to think that it was 20 years ago. So I only watched half, like maybe a little more than half of this documentary. I started it last Saturday before I went to work. And of course, you know where I decided to take a break? September of 2001. I watched all of this like horrible 9-11. There's, and Megan, Well, the film touches on 9-11, it says. And they show the planes at the towers. So now I'm like sitting here like bawling my fucking eyes out at a music Inside documentary. Inside job. I don't- <laughs> I'm totally, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. But like I'm like sitting here and I like, I literally have like tears starting to roll down my face because I fucking hate having to watch Oh no, shit, it's horrible. You know? It's absolutely horrible. And um, I'm like, okay, I'm going to pause here and just come back to this. So then I look and uh, a lot of the footage was filmed by the Moldy Peaches and like Kim Yaw Dawson and stuff. Oh my god. And it was just like them fucking around, you know? They didn't, I don't think they realized they were making a documentary documentary. Yeah, but, but they the, were just recording and... And I was like, you know, the Moldy Peaches were really cool and I looked up and do you know that their like big album came out on September 11th, 2001? I'm like, that's absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. So weird. That sucks for anyone's album who came out right at that time. That's <laughs> no bueno. No, especially for a New York band. To yeah. Be like... Everything changed so much after 9-11. It truly did. It truly and did. And like the, the younger generation will never really understand because they didn't experience it. Like mm-hmm. our entire life as people like Mm -hmm. i guess millennials lives and gen xers and and boomers whatever but just so different yeah and we're children from you know we could see the skyline from many points in our area yeah i could walk down the street and see it yeah it's really crazy yeah to like you know why are we doing this i don't know why am i like oh 9 11 oh my god megan i'm moving forward famously your brother's birthday famously my brother's birthday our neighbor asked if we were still celebrating his birthday that day. No, he has to move it now. <laughs> it's September 12th now. It's 10th or 12th. He gets to pick. We're going to pretend it was yesterday. Yeah. Okay, backstage after Piggy is through commenting on both Kermit's and Mac's great flippers, Beaker approaches her, meeping out a problem. Beaker, I told you never to talk to me like that. <laughs> Because I can't understand it. I actually love the way she did that because she was like, Beaker, I told you never to talk to me like that. Because I can't understand it. Like, it's it was so funny. Beaker goes to examine the copying machine and he loses his pupils. Yeah, oh my he, god, he does lose his and pupils. He loses his pupils from the copier's light. He is not only blinded, 
but sucked into the machine before it starts before and it's this is where the episode stage. gets zany yo the episode really takes off now. yeah muppet labs dr bunsen honeydew announces that beaker his fickle and wayward assistant has gone missing he has to demonstrate the copying machine without him when the copying machine is turned on several beakers appear from within oh, i've only got one thing to say like, you know, when they all start running around him and everything, such a fucking delight. This Help. is a I bit that very much needed to be, you know. Absolutely. And, I, and like, in my opinion, it just gets better. Yeah, it really does. And I love how they, like, good. Freaking Honeydew deserves it. And it's very funny what Honeydew says later in the episode, but I'll wait. Yeah. So, the Beakers chase Bunsen on stage past Mac Davis getting ready to perform. Link Hogthrob joins Mac for a little man, for a little man talk. First of all, this is the best. This is the, one of the best, my favorite parts of this whole episode. They discuss Link's talent, his fashion sense, and his animal magnetism. Mac proceeds to sing It's Hard to Be Humble, a perfect song for Link. A chorus of other Muppets join in. As the song progresses, a crowd of Beakers are seen listening in. Freaking... Ho- lo- you almost called him Log. Log Hobthrop. Link Hobthrop <laughs> basically says, like, you're, he's like, watch out, you're getting dust on my expensive but tasteful outfit. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He, it's very funny, and I love his fucking blonde-ass eyebrows, and he's so ridiculous, and he just talks about how good-looking he is, and now they're going to, like, sing this song together about... How good-looking they both are. During this bit, it dawned on me that Link's voice, of course, performed is by Jim, Jim, but is just the sweetest chef, if you can understand him. Oh, my God, if you were to understand him. Yeah, like, the deepness. Oh, my God, it's so funny. Um, I realize now that Link Hogthrob is related to the Malfoys. You think so he's blonde. a Malfoy? Oh, he's so blonde. Okay, so if he's Lucius, who plays what is... <gasps> What is what is Mrs. Malfoy's name? Oh, I Why does it escape I me? love Mrs. Malfoy's hair. Yeah. What do you, what do you feel about Uncle Deadly playing her in drag? Narcissa? Oh, Narcissa. Damn, I'm good. You are I you are faster than my Google. I've never seen these movies. <laughs> no, I mean, I've never read these books, rather. You never read the books? No. The books are Not so much one. better. Yeah. Doug there are stories in the books. Like, you don't know that Reader Skeeter is a beetle animagus. You mm-hmm. don't know this from the movies. You I don't like know, this. know this. from the podcast at this point. You don't know <laughs> that she freaking spills the beans that Hagrid is part giant. Did you know that this is, like, something that's, like, teased as being, like, inherently so millennial? I don't care. Like, liking Harry Potter and stuff. First of all, I could care less. You call me a millennial all you want. And because I was... guess what? I, I Look, I've, I, I've always wanted to be a Gen X. I love them. And I, you know what? I've, I've, I've loved some ladies who are Gen X. <laughs> My brother teased me on Thanksgiving because I brought the... I, I was in charge of bringing, like, the cheese plate. You know, I made this, like, great, great crudité whatever the fuck you want to call it and uh, charcuterie board whatever and i brought it on this tray that i was like ecstatic to find in target that has all different kinds of mushrooms on it i mm. thought it was so cool and i brought it and i was like i was so glad i got to use my new my new mushroom tray my brother goes you know that mushrooms are like a millennial thing right now and i was like really that's because we all take mushrooms he's like <laughs> you dumbass i'm like i don't know i just thought it was cool me a break. What? Okay, so what do you guys like? Yeah. What do you guys like? What Tell you, us. 
tell us <laughs> complaining about and and protesting about climate change and then yet buying from fucking Shein like it's uh, your job? Oh my god! How about that? You like that? No, but I don't care about being millennial anymore because. I feel like we're finally, as millennials, like, we're not ruling the world or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like we finally get to be, like, real people in the world. We're at the table. At, right? at like, like, almost 40. Finally. Yeah, I know. God. Finally. Keys to the kingdom. Like, I am like now seeing people running for president and in um, Senate and in, like, places that are actually millennials. Yeah, like I'm, like, George Santos. Fucking f- <laughs> that was good. <laughs> He, I, you know, the, you feel represented. I cannot wait till that documentary comes out. Oh yeah, I cannot wait. Yeah, that guy is a fucking lunatic. How did he even make it? Uh, lunatic. Lunatic. I don't know. Like, by what margin did he win that seat? Is what I'm curious. You know, what's the what was his opposition? Was it just like a fucking beanie baby sitting on a stool and like no one voted for the beanie baby? Instead, they voted for George Santos because he's a human being. Dude, that guy is a fucking nutter. Yeah. Like bad. Absolutely nuts. Like I can't even, I can't even, like I tried to like look at an interview of him. I, I can't. It cringes me. And he's only, he was only an active congressperson for 11 months. And I can't believe what an 11 months it's been. That's insane to me. I'm like, no, it's been like six years. There's no way that this has only been 11 months with this psychopath. No, it's fucking crazy. <clears throat> no, but I, I've really like, I get it. I'm a millennial. I'll never be a Gen Xer. And you know what? At least I'll never be a boomer. So You'll never be. At least you'll never be a boomer. That's You know what? At least I got to enjoy the outside. We, you, we did. And we did. I got to enjoy life and playing and like a real childhood without screens. We should make shirts that have us as Muppets. That I say, had a Nintendo when I was a kid. Yeah. During the UK spot, Rolf the dog plays box Jesu. Joke's on us, though. Boomers Jesu- had a better life. <laughs> Jesu, joy of man's desiring. Jesu, joy of man's desiring, maybe? What are you trying He's to read? interrupted by Burgard cleaning up the stage. Burgard, go sit down. Go sit down, Burgard. I hate this dude. I don't like Beauregard either. Next, the Swedish chef is making soup, but finds Dr. Bunsen Honeydew hiding from Beaker in one of his pots. Meep, meep, meep. The chef plays along, protecting Bunsen from the Beakers, though they eventually do find him, and and the chase is back on. We haven't seen the Swedish chef do his thing in quite some time, so that was kind of cool. Glad to see him. Remember when he did the fingers? I love that. That was my favorite. Didn't he do like a dance with his fingers? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Was he like fighting a crab or something? I forget. No. Wasn't he like. He was like joking around with himself, maybe. I don't remember. Joking around with himself. (laughs) What does that sound like? In the guest star's dressing room, (laughs) Mac rehearses Poor Boy Boogie. But is interrupted by beakers when I don't think he would get away with doing this song nowadays. No, the poor boy boogie. Yeah, because they like didn't they call it Eminem? You're like can't rap about being poor anymore, and then he rapped about how people told him that he can't be poor anymore. Do you think that he was poor, Mac Davis? Yeah, maybe because this is still that era of time where like you can make something pick of yourself, yourself up by the bootstraps. <laughs> I help those who help themselves, as Jesus Christ famously said. Did he say that? I have no idea. You read the Bible. Yeah, but I, you know what? I got to brush up on my Gospels because I don't really remember. <laughs> the Gospel of Mark. Bear on patrol. 
Patrol Bear tries to arrest Beaker on an 803, making funny noises in public. This is great. This fucking episode of Bear on Patrol is terrific. Excuse me. A crime for which he could get 25 years? Another duplicate Beaker shows up as his lawyer. The lawyer is locked up as well. Who can understand lawyer talk? I love when Frank Oz puts Foggy's hands in his mouth. Uh-huh. It's, he's like, Aah. It's so funny, yeah. Oh, my God. <clears throat> in all, Fozzie and Link end up with eight beakers on their hands, so they decide to lock themselves up. Next, Bunsen sneaks around backstage in disguise to hide himself from his assistants. Bunsen cannot understand why the beakers are so mad at him. <laughs> I don't know. I've always been a regular sweetie to each of him. I loved. This is exactly what I was talking about. I've been a regular sweetie to each of him. Regular sweetie. I really hope you can find that clip and oh put it in. Oh my god. Yeah. God damn. That's such a fucking funny thing to say. And to each Who of him. Please, honeydew. I don't know. Isn't that interesting? Okay. Scrolling. Because honeydew, I sort of love honeydews like his attitude he is kind of like rotted towards Beaker but he Uh like acts like he isn't he's like (laughs) would it surprise you to find Dave Goals is it Dave it's Dave Goals Dave Dave okay so we can still ask him about playing Honeydew yes we can next Max sings I believe in music it's a number that even Statler and Waldorf get into he sings beginning first with the band, and then as they slowly become replaced with more beakers. I love this. He sings beginning first with the band, and then as they slowly become replaced with more beakers. That is such a weird sentence. But I found out that he does play... He still plays him? Bunsen Honeydew. He did in Muppets Haunted Mansion. Oh, so that's... And he did Zoot. He played Zoot also. Did he play Zoot in... um, Muppet Mayhem? In Mayhem? No. He played... Oh, yes, he did. He oh, played cool. Zoot, he played oh, Waldorf, and he played Jimmy Shoe's voice, which was very yes, funny, the show. Jimmy Shoe was very cool. That thing. was so weird. Yes, he is Honeydew. So now Kermit tries to say goodnight to Mac Davis, but the Beakers run out on stage instead. When Mac does make it out, he is joined by one more Beaker, but it's Bunsen. <laughs> Bunsen as, as a Beaker. As Beaker is so good. Megan, add that to the list. Like... Bunsen as a beaker, the, I'm gonna post the pigs it. Pigs that look like Kermit in that one episode. Bunsen as a beaker. These Bunsen are like as a beaker is Gonzo so good. Gonzo as scooter. These are these are top tier things. Top and you tier can like fully see things. in the picture like Jim's hand in Kermit's head because Kermit's like turned around. Yeah. It is. So and then weird. you can see another hand that like I I love the Muppet hands. Um. So did you see this week? I made a video with for my <gasps> shop. Bruce. I made a video with Bruce. And the coffee? We we did a lip sync to a scene from Elf where Buddy the Elf comes apo- comes across a sign in a coffee shop that says best world's best cup of coffee. It was brilliant. And brilliant. It, did you catch the little Easter egg to the Muppet show that I did for you? No. Inadvertently? You can see my face in the bottom corner. <laughs> puppeteering Bruce. Oh god, I have to look I'll rewatch the, the, the video. It's very haunting. It's just as haunting as that time that we saw that dude's face in the season one episode. That was, and we were watching that together, that episode, yeah, right? That was wild. And we were like, I loved that video of you and Bruce. Everybody should watch that video of yeah, Bruce. Maybe you can share that on the socials there. I too. can share it on the socials. And I have one more thing. Today I met a friend and. Did you meet Cal Penn? I, no, not Cal Penn. 
I met friend of the show, friend in real life, Pat Kelly today, and he Ooh. brought by a weird, huge bag of McDonald's and Burger King toys from the 1980s and 1990s. You're fucking kidding me. And I have one that I picked special for you. So last week I gave you a gift on the show, and this week I have a gift for you on the show. Oh no, how am I going to beat this? <gasps> yes, you gave me Angelica. Thank you. I have Angelica from Rugrats. It's like Angelica in like what looks like a Power Wheels like little sports car. Can you fucking imagine if my parents named me Angelica? They really were going to. Really? Yeah, they were either going to name me Deirdre or Angelica. Oh my god, I'm glad you didn't get Deirdre either. Like, but they they were like they didn't want to name me Angelica because they didn't want my name to be like Angelica Pacuro. It would sound too Italian. You come with meatballs in hand. Yeah. Like just talking about sauce. Yeah. That's all you can do from New Jersey if you're a And then I would be an Ange. You would be Ange. Yeah. We would have to call you Ange by order of the law, right? I don't feel like an Ange. No. Like, I feel like the sorting hat got put on my mom's head mm-hmm. and she, it was like, not Ange, you say. <sighs> yeah. Then she'll be a Meg. What about Meg? <laughs> she'll be a Meg. Aunt Meg. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Pat also commented. Thanks, that, Pat. Uh, he like loses it when we talk about how old we feel. Why? Because as he's a man who's entering mid fifties. Good for you, Pat. Yeah, he, uh, he finds it quite hilarious when we're like, we're thirty six, we're thirty five, we're dying. You know, the, the best generation. Yeah. They say they're the lost gen, but they're the so best. I was telling him about my. And some people say the worst, but I think the best. <laughs> they're. We'll talk later about, <laughs> about how great their generation is. But we, I was telling him about um, going to that concert for um, We Are Scientists, and I volunteered to drive because I assumed it was in Brooklyn. And then when I looked at it and realized that we had to go to the village, I was, like, not thrilled. Wait, you drove? I drove. I drove. And you parked? And I parked. On the street? On the street. Good, yeah. Because yeah, okay. I was going to say it's the village. You I probably Exactly. I parked on the street. Yeah. So that was great. But yeah, the whole like I so I worked all day on Friday. I know everyone laughs. All day for me is from eleven to six. That's not a long day. Yeah, but you're like manning a shop by yourself yeah. alone. Like yes. it's a lot. And then I was like came home, like shoved some food in my face, got in the car, picked up my brothers, drove into the city. And like as I was getting ready to do that, I'm like, I don't even fucking wanna do this, you know? But then we were like looking up on Setlist FM, we're like, Okay, so in the last couple of stops, they've gone on at 9.15. We'll be fine. I pulled up outside the, the venue at like 8.45. I'm like, wonderful. We'll walk in. We'll grab a drink. We'll find a spot. Yeah. They'll come on stage, right? No. They didn't go on until quarter to 10. They didn't finish until after 11. No, it's I'm too like, old. I'm like, I want to. It's too old. I'm too old. I can't it's do that. And now I have to drive home. And they started doing construction on the fucking turnpike just as I was getting on. So you know how they do that? Have you been stuck in this? They put a cop car in the front lane who weaves back and forth between the lanes to get everybody in slow. It was terrible. It took me like two hours to get home from the city at 11 o'clock at night. That's not how that's supposed to and go. at night, especially from the village, so what, you pop out the Holland? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should be home in 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Really? And like, if it was in Brooklyn, I'd be home in half an hour. Uh-huh. I was so much more excited when I thought that I was driving into Brooklyn. Such a disappointment. But it was a great show. We had a lot I'm gl- of fun. I'm glad you had fun. We really did And at least it was the village and not like Midtown or something. Exactly. Awful. Yeah. But I was like, come the fuck on. Now, during the closing theme, multiple beakers take over all the band's instruments and they appear in the balcony no, in place of Statler and Waldorf. Best. 
this is the best. They the, take over and everything. And they play the outro. Like, meh, 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 meh. like yeah. it's, this was so good. Very well done. And it's like, that's a lot to execute. Because that probably had, all was filmed years ago. And they exactly, just recycle it. Exactly. So to go through and put in this effort with all of these beakers that you had to build. Yep, we have to film the. Gift. Like, such a yeah. great thing. I love so it. I'm so, cool. what a blessing. It's truly a blessing. A blessing. Speaking of other blessings, Megan. Next week's Next guess, week's episode. This. Here. We're watching. Megan's tugging her ear so grandma, so her grandmother can hear her. Tugging my ear like Carol Burnett. Next week, we're watching episode 515, the Carol Burnett episode. Kermit makes the mistake of letting Gonzo run a dance marathon during the show. Oh, I'm so excited about <laughs> this episode. Carol's songs are interrupted. And she objects to the marathon, especially when Gonzo fixes her up with Animal as her dance partner. Carol threatens to leave in the middle of the show, but Kermit persuades her to stay by promising that she can perform her famous Lonely Asparagus sketch. But Gonzo says the marathon won't be over until all the contestants collapse. So she try so she tires the dancers out by singing I Was Made for Dancing. Burnett plays both herself and the dance and the dance's janitor. As a character from her namesake. Oh my god, she's, she's going to play the Car- janitor? From the Carol Burnett show? Wonderful. Alright. In the meantime, watch this it. episode. Um, you can message us. Write message a nice us. Review. Reach out. All of that and more. And until next time. Thanks for the gumball, Big Mac. Bye.